It's time to experience the Synergy Connection Show with your host, Lucy Forsting. Welcome, everyone, to the Synergy Connection Show, where we do our best to con- uh, connect the dots between who we are as physical, emotional, spiritual, and intellectual beings. And I have as a returning guest today with me, Rob Gutro. And before we get totally started, um, I want to remind everyone that there's over 300 shows now on uh, both uh, the website, which is www.SynergyConnectionRadio.com. If you go in there, um, you can click on show notes. And there's, I think, 14 pages of shows. And Rob has been on two of them uh, at this point. And so this is number three. And my belief system is that when you have talented individuals such as Rob, I don't want to do a one time and out show with them because they have so much to offer and so much wonderful information for everybody who listens to the show. So um, as long as they enjoy coming back every three or four months, then I have them come back and share their wisdom with the audience. Um, Also, when you go to the uh, website, you'll see a link into Boomers. And uh, please go explore that website. There's wonderful products. I've used them for five years. Uh, You want to make sure as we are moving into the regular flu season, uh, as you can probably tell by my voice, um, I actually finally came down with COVID, which absolutely amazes me because I thought my immune system was invincible. And uh, obviously it was not. And I was exposed on two separate occasions with people who had COVID. And finally, my immune system went, okay, I guess I'm going to get it. And uh, so here we go. But um, I'm on my my way into health once again, and I attribute it to making sure that your immune system is strong. You want to make sure you're taking at least 10,000 international units of vitamin D3, and you want to know your C-reactive protein number. And ideally, you want that number below 0.5. Mine, the last time it was tested was a 0.1. And see, it didn't mean that I couldn't get COVID because I did. Um, So regardless of how great your immune system is, how low your inflammation level is, you can still come down with some really nasty stuff. And I will tell you that COVID is not much fun. And Rob has had it a few times. And so he understands it. Um, so, um, please, you know, check out their products. Uh, should you decide that you're going to order something from Boomers, they've allowed me to uh, give you $5 off. All you have to do is put my first name, L-U-C-Y into the discount code bar, and it will automatically take $5 off. All right. Well, welcome back, Rob. Um, and where are you these days? Uh, I'm still... Uh, situated in Maryland, so I'm outside of Washington. Oh, I thought maybe you were traveling around uh, at the moment, but so you're, you're home for the time being. I am. Yeah, okay. Um, we're going to be talking about a, um, a ghost on a medium's vacation, which I think it would be so much fun to be in your suitcase and ride along with you and see all of these amazing individuals that you see and spirit form, you know, rather than in physical form, but, but you can see them nonetheless. And I wanted to share with everyone that um, you say that you're an average guy. I don't know very many average guys that have your abilities, but um, at any rate, you've been doing this since you were a teenager, I guess. 
And that because your background is meteorology, you try to explain this in a very scientific way, which is great because I think most people consider ghost apparitions, you know, that it's part of your imagination, that they don't really exist. And you know, otherwise, and I feel, I don't see, but I feel and I hear people that um, have passed over. I know that they're present and I know that they guide me uh, a good portion of almost every single day. So, um, you know, my abilities are obviously very different than your abilities, but I can support you and say, absolutely, this is something that exists and that we are simply um, these vibrational beings. That's who we are. And we move from um, as uh, Mark Anthony said in his book, we move from the AM station of the physical into the FM station of the non-physical, and we are tuned in differently at that particular point. And so these vibrational frequencies of who we are is what is so t- totally amazing. And then I, I was telling you before uh, we started recording that I had seen you talk about Anne Boleyn and the fact that um, you were able to, I guess, connect with her uh, when you were in England. So you jump in wherever you want to go with this and and whoever you've recently been in touch with, I'm all ears. (laughs) Okay, well, thank you. Thank you for having me back. Oh, you're welcome. It's good to be back. Good to talk to you again. Um, It is interesting, truly, when I go on vacation. As a medium, I can hear them sometimes see them, usually see them in my mind. Um, I can feel them. Um, what do they feel like to you? Um, so, well, sometimes it feels like a human touch. Uh, other times it feels cold. Um, and there's a reason, uh, scientific reason that I have uh, come up with for that. Um, uh, other times it, it just, um, it's, it's a tingling uh, on the skin, so. Um, but a cold spot, uh, a cold sensation, like when it, when it, because a ghost is energy, they need energy to, to get strong enough to, to touch you, for instance. So mm-hmm. what I've learned is that they take energy from, they can take energy from the, the motion molecules in the atmosphere and, sl- and that slows them down. So slower moving molecules of air are cooler air and faster moving molecules of air are warmer air. And that's my explanation of why we feel cold spots when we're in the presence of a ghost. Oh, okay. That makes perfect sense. And uh, definitely the meteorologist in you, uh, th- that would make sense too, because when we have storms, you know, the um, electrical current that we feel when we walk outside, if there's a storm nearby or there's a lightning bolt about to happen, you know, you can feel that. Yeah. And, you know, all those old horror movies where thunderstorms were um, a primary trigger for paranormal activity are uh-huh. really based in fact because lightning bolts are 10,000 degrees and that's hotter than the surface of the sun wow a lot of energy right there (laughs) a lot of energy Mm. so when you were a little boy you know I think you told me in maybe the first show that you saw your grandfather was it I did yeah when I was a teenager uh, about seven months after he died and he and he scared me he scared the life out of me um but I, I learned that my mother had the ability, so it became less crazy for me. But I buried that whole thing until I was settled in my life. Um, 
and then I lost my puppy Buzz, who is pictured uh, behind me over here. Mm -hmm. uh, and he's he a Weimaraner, isn't he? A Weimaraner? Yeah. 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 He's a, he's a Weimaraner. Yeah. Um, so he reawakened everything. And then uh, I became sensitive to how people communicate more and pets communicate. And, uh, and I've gone from there. So now do you take people on these tours like a medium's vacation or is this just you going and experiencing things? Well, it's just me and my husband. We plan our vacations and then wherever we wind up, there's usually a dead person talking to me. So that's how it has worked. And how does he feel about that? Well, he, he's kind of sensitive too. So he can, he can sense things, not mm -hmm. to the degree that I can. So, um, initially he just used to roll his eyes and say you know go talk to somebody about that see if you can prove it but but now he understands i mean we we actually do complement each other and we, we can actually confirm things together which we did in england uh when i when we went to england so tell me about that trip to england what was how did that unfold so um so my husband, I'll just call him Tom, because that's the name. So Tom is a has a, a tremendous interest in the Tudor period, Henry VIII, Queen Elizabeth, et cetera, et cetera. Um, that's his thing. Mm -hmm. I, I knew nothing about them. And he, he always wanted to go there, to England. So I said, okay, you arrange it, you put it together, I'll just go. I don't know anything about him. That's what we did. Uh, we went to all the Tudor era uh, places, castles and palaces and... Uh, Westminster Abbey, um, and everywhere we went, Lucy, there was some dead person trying to talk to me. All right, so I'm really curious. I've been to Westminster Abbey, and that is such a phenomenal place of history. Mm -hmm. But yes, you. I mean, I think you can feel not just one or two. I mean, when I was walking through there, it was like there was a herd of of spirits that were there, and I, you know, I don't, I didn't know how to communicate with them. I could just feel them. So what happened when you were there? Yeah, there were, we, we sensed multiple, uh, multiple ghosts walking around. First of all, there are um, over 3,000 men and women buried there, including Charles Dickens, by the way. I didn't know there was that many. Wow. Yeah. Well, you know, I guess they, they found a way to stack them up. <laughs> so, I guess so. Um, their royal coronations have been happening there in Westminster Abbey since 1066 A.D., so there's a lot of residual energy, which I'm sure you experienced. Um, there are some kings and queens there, um, and uh, one of the uh, one of the encounters that we had was well, we we saw one of the monks, the ghostly monks that walked by. Mm -hmm. um, uh, and by the way, Westminster Abbey was a key for Tom because that's when his senses awakened. He started uh -huh. smelling. Uh, like a rotting corpse, which is, uh, <laughs> and that was his way of understanding that he's in the presence of a ghost. And I would get a headache, so I like my way better. <laughs> I would think so. Um, but we would confirm each other, so that was awakening for him. And the first, uh, one of the first ghosts, well, one of the most important ones that we ran into was Anne of Cleves. Um, now, Anne of Cleves was Henry VIII's fourth wife, um, but she was never, although she was known as the Queen of England, it's my understanding she was never crowned queen. Um, she was kind of set up with 
uh, with Henry and he didn't care for her. <laughs> and now was she set up because um, of heirs, you know, hoping that she would carry a child for him? That was one reason. And the other reason um, was that uh, she was, he was presented with her portrait done by Hans Holbein, a famous painter back in the mid Middle Ages. Mm. And she looked uh, attractive. Um, so he, he said, okay, bring her, bring her here. But when he met her, uh, he was not attracted to her. And he called her, he co even called her a Flanders mare, a horse. <laughs> Really? Yes. I don't know what Flanders means, but I do know that's what he called her. So he never wanted to have any relationship with her. So he, he just, he did it. Um, so he moved her to another place. That's my understanding. Well, at least he didn't kill her. <laughs> so. I know that's a, that's a bonus for her. Considering that is a bonus for her. <laughs> right. So while Tom and I were standing in front of the tomb of Anne of Cleves, which is in Westminster Abbey, Mm -hmm. We were about 20, uh, 20 feet apart, and we were both looking in the direction at the tomb of Anne of Cleves, who died in 1557. Um, at that very moment, we were both looking at the tomb. Um, I was on the right side, he was on the left side. Someone in at, at Earthbound Ghost pulled my hair on the, the left side and pulled his hair on the right side. She was in between you. She, but there was 20 feet between us. So, <laughs> wow. Yeah, either she had help or, you know, goes can defy physics. But, um, but we both turned to each other and I said, Someone pull my hair. And he said, Someone pull my hair. And we were just astounded by that. We wow. Explain. Wow. But that's, it was in front of her too. So, do you, um, when something like that happens, do you make an effort to communicate then with that source, you know, just to say, how can I help you? Or what do you want me to know or something like that? Yeah, usually I do. But um, that was our very first stop in England and okay. I was not prepared for that. <laughs> um, huh. The other thing too, is that whenever we go on vacation, I always take a journal. I love mm -hmm. to write. And mm -hmm. then I, I journal all my our trips and then I write about them on a blog. Um, and I never expected this to be become a, a book about my experiences with all the ghosts. So that's how I know that's how I was able to publish Ghosts on uh, Ghosts of England on the Medium's Vacation. Okay. What about going into like the old pubs? Do you ever feel entities there that don't want to leave the pub? Oh gosh, yeah. We went to a pub called um, Lord Moon of the Mall, something. I, yeah, Lord Moon of the Mall. I don't think it's there anymore right now because this was 10 years ago. Um, but when we went in there, I, there was a uh, there was a man that walked by me and he was dressed in an apron and he was pushing a barrel. And and I, I turned to Tom and I said, that's weird. What's you know, why is, why is somebody pushing a barrel in, in here? And he said, there's nobody there. And it was a man that worked in that that building when it was not a pub and he was moving stock and he was still there. Um, so that was a little surprising. Um, but one of the most interesting places we went was the banqueting house. Have you heard of that? No. It's, it's originally part of Whitehall Palace, which was a Henry VIII thing. Um, it, it, in in 1547, it covered 23 acres. It was the largest royal palace in, in Europe. 
at the time. And now only the banqueting house survives and part of, part of it called the Jewel Tower, which is across the street. And it's a very famous building because in, uh, in, 16, um, in 1649, King Charles was beheaded out front of the banqueting house. So King Charles's son, the second, took over the reign and he was kind of crazy. He thought he had this healing touch so um, he would advertise to, to, to England that he had this healing touch. He, all he had to do was put his hands on you and he would heal you. And at the time, there was, um, there was a, a disease which caused a very sore throat. It was a malady of the throat. It was called scapula. Um, and the symptoms were dry, sore throat, and swollen throat. So people would line up in this banqueting house all the way outside, wrapped around the building just to be touched by him to get healed. Hmm. Now, I knew nothing about it. And when I walked inside the building, suddenly I, I told Tom, I said, I have a dry throat, I have a sore throat and my throat feels swollen and I don't know what's going on. Um, I said, I, the air quality must be terrible in here. <laughs> so, wow. Then we learned what happened in history. So. All, uh, not all, but a, a lot of the people who had lined up to get the healing from Charles II are still haunting that banqueting house today. Does that mean that they died? And, they and, died. They're, and therefore they're still looking for the healing? That's exactly what's happening, yeah. Oh my goodness gracious. So they just didn't get to him in time. <laughs> or they didn't, it didn't work. So they came back or they decided that's, you know, that was, that was their one place of hope. And after they died, they decided to settle there, still looking for a, uh, a cure. Now, do you ever um, encounter a ghost who is actually wanting to move on, hasn't been able to do so, and is contacting you in a way to say, can you help? I have, um, and, I, and I have been able to cross them over. Um, I can't, I can't give you an example of one at the moment off the top of my head, but um, yes, I, I have done that. So how do you know that that's what they want? Well, I typically ask them uh, when I meet them. So mm -hmm. in, again, in England, it was kind of a surprise because this was my kind of vacation awakening, but um, I, I didn't think to do it for the most part in England, but I've done it ever since. Um, and usually I ask people, if they if they want to cross over and join their loved ones on the other side and then i will i will try to open a portal call their loved ones and then help them cross over do you feel like it's successful most of the time it has been um i it, i find that because we're all human we can be very stubborn and it depends on the attitude of the person so true true yeah, so i i would think stubborn. that you know whoever um has been called to help them cross over, you know, very much wants to be maybe reunited with them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, I so they, they would be wanting to make this happen. Um, and I suppose there would be reasons why maybe the other person isn't ready to leave. One of the main reasons that I have found is that, uh, especially with, um, with any ghost in the, the Middle Ages, is um, their fear of what's on the other side. 
because of because religion was so very ingrained in society. Sure. Um, and they were taught that anything would send them right to hell. I mean, right. that was you know Dante's Inferno and um, all those uh, all those images of horrible things. Mm-hmm. So fear, um, for the most part, has kept has kept a lot of ghosts earthbound. Mm, gracious. All right. Well, hold that thought for just a minute. We're going to pause and uh, just take a quick uh, word from our sponsor and we'll be right back. Are you feeling stressed and anxious about life? Have elevated blood pressure? Experiencing weight gain? Having problems with your immune system? Getting healthy and staying healthy is more important than ever. And it has never been easier when you have fundamental nutrition from Boomer Products. Restore the youth and vitality you are used to in just minutes a day. Check out our website at www.boomerboost.com to see thousands of reviews from customers just like you who are benefiting from Boomer products. While you're there, check out our podcasts, blogs, and videos and get caught up on the latest health news and information. Use promo code LUCY at checkout. That's L-U-C-Y to save $5 on your order. Stop existing and start living today with Boomer products. Welcome back to the Synergy Connection show where I have as my guest, Rob Gutro, And uh, Rob and I are talking about spirits um, or if some people want to call them ghosts uh, that are part of our regular day-to-day life. And we don't always even recognize that they are walking right along beside us, I guess. Um, have you had people that have contacted you and just said, I- I've become aware that I have a special ghost and maybe you're able to then work with that individual to either allow that ghost to move on or to find out why that ghost is in their life. Yes, uh, quite a few times. Um, so tell me about that. What happens? Well, even during COVID, uh, there I can give you one example. A friend, um, a friend contacted us and told us her cousin was experiencing uh, paranormal issues her daughter in particular, her, her cousin's daughter, uh, mm-hmm. was able to sense a ghost or what seemed like a ghost in, mm-hmm. the, in the house. And myself and my friend Troy Klein, who's another medium, um, got on the phone. We did a conference call. They live several states away, mm-hmm. so it was not possible to travel, especially during COVID. Um, so we were able to connect to this ghost through because we were on the phone. We were talking to them. We were picking up their energy and we could it's all about tapping the energy mm-hmm. um, and we did find out that this this girl their the daughter was being haunted by the ghost of a little girl who uh died of an accident um and we were able to um, get her name and explain the accident and why she was there and um a lot of things and we were able to cross her over even remotely it was pretty amazing and they could feel the difference in the house after we crossed her over now, did she die of the accident in the house? No, she died nearby. But she stayed in the house itself. That's where they felt her energy. Yeah, she was attracted to the uh, the energy of the teenage daughter, the mm-hmm. living teenage daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, and I found, too, that even uh, when I went to England, one, one example was um, that uh, when ghosts decide to stay earthbound as ghosts, um, if the structure that they lived in does not exist anymore, they will go to the nearest physical structure mm-hmm. and that's where they'll stay. 
I'm going to share with you something that happened a number of years ago. And, and this was when I began to understand that they do communicate, you know, with you if you're open, you know, to hearing them or feeling them or something. But um, I was working uh, part time in a, uh, a metaphysical shop. So there was a lot of that high energy to begin with that was in there. Mm -hmm. And, um, and that's how I became very acquainted with uh, crystals and how to use them and all of that kind of stuff. But I had just actually maybe been there on a part-time basis for a couple of months. And I would find that when I opened the store, um, things were moved. You know, I mean, I, I knew that how I left it maybe the night before, and it was different you know, when I would come in and I, and it wasn't like really malicious things, but it was just things were moved. And so um, I kind of began to ask some questions of the owners of the store because I knew they knew the history of this particular building. And uh, once upon a time, it had been a home. And then back in the early 1900s, it became uh, like a uh, sort of a, not a hospital itself, but it would be like a, a nursing home in a way. And um, at any rate, this little boy who was probably about four years old had died of whooping cough. And so he had died in that facility and he was lonely. Um, he had never really left. I, I guess he had died maybe in his sleep or something. And um, so, you know, he had transitioned from physical into spiritual but he didn't know how to move on beyond that. So he'd been there for a very long time, but he was lonely and he didn't have a lot of uh, things that um, to play with. And what I began to feel was he, he just needed something. And so I brought him a teddy bear and we put the teddy bear in the shop every night as I would leave. If, if it was my turn to close, I would put the teddy bear, you know, someplace for him. The next day, if I was opening or if somebody else was opening, the teddy bear would be in a different place, but it had been played with. And evidently that was what, you know, he wanted is he just wanted something that was his that he could kind of play with. So I thought it was so fascinating because then all of the little impish stuff stopped, you know, and so other things were left alone. It was just the bear that got moved around. Wow, that's fantastic. So that's I thought it was pretty cool, you know, that a, that a four-year-old would still be a four-year-old, even in spirit form. I, I, yeah, actually, and and I say the same thing about pets too. Pet, pets will behave the same way in in spirit that they do in life. So, yeah, that it's pretty amazing. I how cool that you were able to pinpoint his needs. I, it surprised me, and I I think a part of it is you know having been a therapist for over thirty five years myself because I still work with people, so I'm very tuned in to what their needs are on an emotional level as well as other levels. And so this was immediately keying into if I was a little boy or a little girl at four, what would I want more than anything else? And it might be a stuffed animal, my pet, a doll, you know, something that would be very special. And I, I just felt like that's what it was, is that he was looking for something to play with and to hold and to love. And the bear became that symbol for him. Wow, that's awesome. Mm. Um, so what are some of your other trips? I mean, Anne Boleyn was obviously, now she was beheaded, wasn't she? She was, yeah, she was, she was beheaded. So don't tell me that she's running around looking for her head. No. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> 
she was beheaded in the Tower of London um, on the on the Tower Green, and um, I sensed her in the the church there where she was buried, uh, St. Peter's ad Venecula. Um, uh, and she was in there, and and she just shared her sorrow and um, just very it was very dark, very very down feelings, um, and. I don't think her body's there anymore because I understand that Henry VIII just despised her so much that he he had had her body dug up and then um, uh, did things to it and then put it in quicklime so that it would dissolve fast. Oh my gosh. Yeah, he was that hateful um, with her. But um, so no wonder, you know, it was very heavy with sorrow in there. Um, but um, I, I have gone on vacation other places. So <laughs> one of the most recent places was the Old West. I went to Arizona, uh, mm -hmm. to a town called Tombstone. Are you familiar with Tombstone? I am familiar with Tombstone. Awesome. Well, that's where Wyatt Earp and Doc Holliday uh, and Wyatt's brothers made a, a stand against the infamous cowboy uh, gang mm -hmm. uh, at the OK Corral. And... Um, I went there in 1994 because I was fascinated by the movie. It seemed so familiar. And uh, when I got there, uh, I found out why. I wanted yeah, having what was that? I had a past life experience there. Oh, really? Were you a cowboy? No. <laughs> um, um, what ultimately what I found out is that I was a miner that worked there. Um, but that wasn't until like four years ago when I did uh, regression. But when I got there, um, I went. I decided to see the town dressed up as Wyatt Earp and have my friend dress up as Doc Holliday. Mm -hmm. That's the, just something crazy and fun to do. Mm -hmm. Somebody mistook me for an actor uh, because they do reenactments there mm -hmm. and asked me for directions to the courthouse, mm -hmm. historic courthouse. And I told them exactly which way to go. Wow. So two blocks down take a left, go one block down, take a right, and the courthouse is on the left-hand side. And um, and my friend said, we don't have any maps. I mean, this is 1994. There's no cell phones. There's no, you know, there's nothing online, nothing. We didn't even have a map of the town. So my friend said, how do you know that? <laughs> and I said, I didn't know. I don't know how I do it. We followed the directions that I gave this gentleman Sure enough, that's exactly where the courthouse was. So that's how I know that I lived there before. Now, do you think that your experience of living there at that time was positive? Um, or Okay, so it wasn't a scary event for you to, to be back there again. No. Um, as a matter of fact, when I had the past life regression uh, and I saw myself as a minor, there was a uh, there was a hound dog in my cabin. So I know it had to be good. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that is that's really cool. Very cool. How do people find your you know books? Is it strictly on Amazon or do they contact you? Yeah, everything is on Amazon, Amazon.com mm -hmm. and their paperback and ebook. Um, and that, that's the best way to find me. Um, and you do, um, I know you do traveling and because um, I've seen like on LinkedIn where you're at events signing your books too. So do you have an upcoming event? I do. This Saturday, I'm, I'll be in Waynesboro, Pennsylvania at a, um, a dog fundraising event. 
Um, it's, it's called a uh, Quincy Bull Roast, but they have, there's a big fundraising event for one of the uh, one of the rescues up there. Oh, okay. Um, and I, I know that uh, the show that we did prior to this one, you know, we had talked about the fact that your dog uh, was uh, in the process of dying over a period of several days, and you were laying, I think, on the kitchen floor mm -hmm. with her, and that she saw through the doorway another dog that had been, you know, very close to her, plus your relatives, you know, that yeah. they were all there ready to say hello to her when she did pass. And I thought that was so incredibly sweet because we think of people waiting for us, but I, you know, and I, and we have that rainbow bridge concept that all of our pets will welcome us when we cross over, that they'll be there waiting for us too. But I mean, in your situation, it was proven. It was there. I mean, you could see it. Yeah, I, I could see uh, our dogs in spirit waiting for her with my parents and, uh, and our friend Ed. Yeah. And, yeah. and another medium actually called me the next day and confirmed she, well, she didn't even know what I saw. And she just mm -hmm. texted me and said, uh, your mom and dad were there and some other guy that I don't recognize and three dogs were waiting for Dolly. And I thought, okay, there's confirmation right there. Right. Have you felt Dolly's presence since then? Oh my gosh. All the time. All the time. <laughs> she's all, the, yeah, she's all the time. She's, she's around. She's, she's awesome. Yeah, I bet she is. Well, I want to thank you again for being part of the show. I think the service that you offer to people and reconnecting to their pets, um, who I think in some cases they miss more than the human people that, um, you know, they've been associated with. But I think it's a remarkable service and it helps us believe that certainly this is not all there is and that we do move forward and we just are a different vibrational frequency. When, we, when that happens to us. So um, everyone out there, please uh, check out Rob's books on amazon.com and uh, check him out on LinkedIn. I'll have the different links for you, Rob, on the synopsis on the shows so people can contact you. And okay. thank you again so much for being my guest. You're, you're very welcome. And, and people can also reach me through robgutro.com. Okay, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Uh, go out there and please make this your very, very best life. Bye, everyone. See you next time. Boomers Forever Young is really making a name for themselves as an exciting nutritional company with products that really work. People from all over the country are starting to take notice. Their whole person approach to health and wellness, combined with their unique array of powerful natural health products, are setting them apart from all the other companies in the nutrition industry. Their customers love the one-on-one -on -one free consultations and the results they experience. Sound a little too good to be true? Then go online to boomerboost.com today and sign up for a free consultation with a product specialist or just give us a call at 1-800-861-4609. Again, that's boomerboost.com or call 1-800-861-4609 to join the thousands already experiencing the benefits of Boomers Forever Young products.